we'd like to say welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you for joining me in the studio. Today with me is Jerry Roberts, who is the Chief Digital Officer for the St. Helena Government. We're talking about the recent press uh, release from government about Telecom Egypt and, of course, St. Helena Government signing an agreement to connect the island over the Aquiano submarine cable system. Now, the cable is expected to be delivered to St. Helena by 2022. Jerry, thank you so much for coming to St. FM. Yeah. Of course, my very first question is, there's been very little uh, update on the progress of the cable delivery. Uh, so, are we still on track to deliver the cable 2022? Yes, but from obviously from an operational perspective, um, we are still on track to meet the uh, stipulated timelines. Uh, fully support your comments in terms of there's been very little, you know, information that's been released in the public domain. However, you know, going before I touch on Telecom Egypt, I just would like to give the public an update in terms of where we are and what we have accomplished so far. So as you'll be attending back in December of 2019, SHG signed an agreement with Google um, for the delivery of the Aquiona cable. Um, the main branch for ourselves, which is measures, I think, 1,100 kilometers, and will be owned by SHG, will allow us um, connectivity into the branch. So that was on the 24th. Moving on from that date, on the 24th of July, coincidentally, 2020, SHG agreed contractual terms with American manufacturer structures and services for the fabrication, delivery, and installation of the modular cable landing station. So that entity, which is based in Pennsylvania on the east coast of America, I believe, will actually deliver the solution to the island, um, hopefully early, well, early in New Year, and this is also subject to COVID-19 and shipping and flights, etc., um, thus allowing then the ASN team, who are Alcatel, has been subcontracted um, by Google, to then obviously undertake the necessary conf um, configuration. Moving on, on the 29th of June, it's going backwards, on, on the 29th of June, OneWeb, who originally um, obviously filed for bankruptcy, but has now been um, overtaken and secured by the British government and an Indian entity, applied for a permanent earth station license for 17 satellite arrays. So they are very keen to, I mean, and, and coincidentally, OneWeb spoke to me yesterday um, in terms of their interest in the project. Um, and they wanted to speak to my team today, the IT team, just to get a general overview and, and a flavor for, you know, what's going to be expected from an enhanced connection. So, you know, obviously, I want a balanced view, and it's not just my point of view coming across. So we, we are organizing a joint um, conference call today with OneWeb. Um, they are planning to be on island, obviously, following the installation of the cable. But in the interim, you know, we are making all the necessary arrangements in terms of um, planning, site developments, etc. And as was announced on the radio a few days ago, SHG has agreed contractual terms with Telecom Egypt for the fiber trunk capacity and the submarine line termination equipment. Now, it must be taken into consideration in terms of what um, TE are providing us. They are buying capacity on the Aquiano branch, and we are purchasing from TE you know, some of that capacity, or leasing the capacity. 
So Telecom Egypt will not be here until October of next year, but all of the necessary infrastructure will need to be in place prior to the arrival. Now, as I said before, Tammy, the COVID-19 pandemic and flight arrangements are trying to spanner in the racks of the program. But if all goes to plan, the cable should be in situ and in the Rubens Bay um, by April of next year. So, and then, you know, and, and again, following on from that, you know, additional works need to be undertaken. But it is proposed that the cable will be lit and tested in March 2022. Okay. So I take the question back, Jerry, because obviously there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Yes, obviously the international partners, you know, they are actually delving away to ensure that the contractual terms are being met. But there are also, you know, also there are a lot of work being undertaken on the island by the local team. And I must take my hat off to those persons who, you know, have been involved in ensuring that we are meeting all the, the deadlines. And, you know, um, we, we are striving, obviously, to, to meet critical timelines. And, and it's not easy with the, with the uncertainty around delivery except at this moment in time. For sure. Jerry, I just want to go back to uh, what you mentioned about uh, local team, because, of course, we are referring to a local team within your department and also the local team within Shore itself, uh, which, which is an incredible testament to the ability, capability, and, you know, uh, areas where saints themselves are stepping up and delivering those services. So that's quite, yes. quite so, incredible. So basically, you know, when I'm referring to the local team, I'm referring to my team, the INT civil works team and the engineers who are based there, the attorney general, the, the teams that are based in there, the procurement team, the projects team that are, um, you know, is headed by Alfreda and, and, and co. Um, also the finance team. So it's all the local teams that are based throughout SHG who, who have been assisting with, with this project. It's very easy to sit here and, you know, forget someone. So I'm going to use the general term. <laughs> yeah, as well. So all of those who have assisted um, thus far, you know, I'm grateful for your assistance from the port to customs. So, you know, ensuring that everything is in place, you know, for, for the arrival of the, um, and health, you know, so it, it even goes you know, across the board. So it's across the board, Tammy. Mm -hmm. And without their assistance at this time, you know, I would, I would be struggling to actually maintain um, continuity in terms of the delivery of this project. So it's good, you know, you've got a good team behind it. Yes, and, you know, and I, I aware, you know, I'm aware that I do put pressure on certain individuals at a certain time, but that's that's the end, end game at this moment in time. Cool. So, Jerry, let's talk about the cable because it is the priority for St. Helena as a whole, for all of us, for the island as a whole, because with it, it is proposed to bring economic benefits. And I guess that's why you and the team are working in the way that you are because of how important this cable is for the island. And, and that's a, an important point, Jerry. It, it's, you know, the cable project, obviously, which is being funded by the EU, it's for the islanders. It's for the island. It's to drive economic development, um, and also along with that, the document um, also highlights the importance in terms of health, education, business, and sustainable growth and development. So, so those are the key prerequisites uh, that we are being expected to deliver on uh, and report on to the EU, um, and 
you know, we will ensure that happens. Mm. And of course, uh, the new opportunities, Jerry. Let's not forget the new opportunities in terms of job creation, giving young people an opportunity where they may never have had it before. Absolutely, and and, and that's another key and valid point. And I, I had a conversation, a virtual conversation yesterday with um, one rep who are proposing to arrive on Ireland, as you know, to set up a satellite array which will provide remote connectivity um, to the South Atlantic and also to Trist Tristan de Kuna. And, you know, we touched on the fact that, you know, there's going to be possibilities, employment possibilities for, for locals um, because, you know, they really are not envisaging sending um, engineers here for a prolonged period of time to manage the, the entity. They want, you know, those persons who are based on saying they need to manage it on their behalf. So there's excellent opportunities um, that's going to arise from, from, this, from the cave. But, you know, for, for those businesses and entities on the island and individuals on the island, you know, we must be now thinking ahead in terms of what benefits the cable is actually going to introduce into the community itself. And that's obviously the main driving point from my perspective. It's, you know, benefits. How the island is going to benefit. benefit Absolutely. Because I, I know we'll have conversations, and I said this to Jerry, I said to people all the time, you know, when it comes to the technical jargon and the way it's being done, that might that might not have such an impact on people, but it's exactly as you say, when people are then able to, you know, draw from that, how they are actually going to benefit from that, because that's what people mainly ask about a project, isn't it? What's in it for me? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And, and we talk about, you know, better internet services, uh, increased speeds. You talk about health, uh, education, and all of the benefits that, that, that will come to St. Helena. I'm also looking, Jerry, at the cable itself, which will run from the west coast of Africa, it says, and provide St. Helena with access to both Lisbon, Portugal, and a very strange named country in South Africa. But again, opportunities for St. Helena to connect or make connections with yes. other countries. Yes, so... So um, the cable um, will run in two directions from the, from the branch. One branch will go to, to Cape Town and the next branch will go to Simba in Portugal. Um, so, so if we, so, and they will both be carrying 100 gig traffic in either direction. It will provide us with some resilience from the branch. I must stress from the branch. So if we do have a break, say in the cable going to Cape Town, then the traffic can easily be, you know, redirected to Portugal, Portugal. Okay. or vice versa. But that's the main, that's the, from the branch. If we experience a, a problem on the St. Helena branch, then we will have to deploy a ship, St. Helena government, to, to fix, uh, you know, obviously the, the issue or re to resolve the issue. Yeah. But um, that, that's the length of the cable. We are only buying, Tammy, a small proportion of the capacity, but it's 100 gig. And what could we do with that? Yeah, precisely, precisely. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jerry, again, just for the sake of the listener, uh, the recent announcement relating to Egypt Telecom. Yes. Um, question, one of the questions we had is, will they be the service provider of that data link? Can you explain that for us? They, um, the way it's going about the model, the way it's going to actually work is that we are buying, or well, Telecom Egypt has capacity on the Aquiano cable. So they are renting, you know, the capacity from Google. They have an agreement with Google. We are then buying capacity from Telecom Egypt. 
Telecom Egypt is not going to be the next ISP on St. Helena. They are not providing any connectivity from what we call the back hall into St. Helena. All they are doing is actually facilitating the front hall and providing the connectivity from the cable into the cable landing station. So there's two routes, and I just like to clarify again. The front hall is from the main cable, from the Aquiona branch, into the submarine line terminal equipment that will be signed in the cable landing station. The back hall is the connectivity to the ISP. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you. So, uh, Jerry, in terms of, you mentioned something before, of course, this is EU funding. Yes. So I guess there's... Uh, really, it's really important for you to report back. So how does that work? Because, of course, you have to give an account for the money that's being spent. So that's an, another additional uh, you know, piece of work for you to do. So how does this work? So the, the reports actually are, you know, that's undertaken by Alfreda and Dax. And they actually report back to the EU in terms of the overall progress of, of the project. Once the EE are satisfied that we have matched certain milestones, then obviously additional monies are released. So they're really the funding to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if we don't meet the milestone, obviously we don't get the funding. So it's pretty tough then. <laughs> pretty <laughs> so tough requirements, yeah. for sure. All right, looking into uh, the future, uh, Jerry, because of course, you know, telecommunications, um, the way the world now works, looking at the benefits of doing things digitally, because um, of course with COVID-19, it's actually rearranged the way we do things. Um, I'm looking at how the world globally operates now because of COVID-19, but of course, into the future, you know, you can't underestimate uh, the advances and capabilities that will come for St. Helena as a result of this. Campaign. No, precisely. You, you know, obviously, you know, Alcerian the Val, the majority of the population is working from home at the moment and, you know, they're having to do, introduce innovations that allows them to interact with their clientele. For an, from an island perspective, we need to obviously gear ourselves up to ensure that once the you know COVID pandemic has subsided and we you know uh, receive international travellers, that we take advantage of the you know the, the technology that's going to be available and start to introduce concepts that will make you know payments much easier, bookings for hotels much easier. So you know all you know that's um, that's imperative. Um, that we get that infrastructure up, up running quite quickly. It's probably around at this moment in time, but we can always bolt and enhance, you know, and enhance on the, on the technologies available. Um, you know, we we have seen also following the pandemic within SHG a huge requirement for video conferencing and virtual conferences. And I don't think that will stop Tammy going through. But to be perfectly frank, you know, it, it will reduce the number of international visits from certain entities but if you can sit at your home like they do now and deliver certain concepts then it's more cost effective for, for all parties concerned. Of course, absolutely. Jerry, uh, you know, you, you're the Chief Digital Officer for St. Helena Government and I know that there's a lot of people because we talk about this all the time that are still struggling to embrace the digital era so that is, you know, businesses on island that probably haven't thought about, you know, getting a website or, or, or some, um, you know, are uncomfortable dealing with emails and then that sort of system. What can we do on island to help to upskill people and make them um, a bit more, you know, confident in embracing this? 
You know, there, obviously there are two venues that immediately spring to mind, which will, could provide um, the listeners with, with support in terms of ICT and innovation. Firstly, we do have the Education Learning Centre who offers certain courses. And secondly, you know, Enterprise St. Helena did devise and so I think we are working towards the concept of providing businesses with support. So if there are any, you know, persons out there who are seeking additional support in terms of innovation, then I would, you know, advise them to contact ELC and GB Management. Alternatively, you know, speak to a representative at um, Ash um, for, for advice on how they could improve their product and actually interface it to allow business and digital interaction, you know, in to you know grow their business, um, yeah. um, you know, going forward. Because it's really important if we want to attract people to the island and something you raised earlier Jerry about the rest of the world having moved that much further when it comes to you know technology and and in some ways St. Helena also has to play catch up but I think we on St. Helena need to recognize as well especially in terms of businesses in terms of when the island is able to reopen again to welcome visitors that we have to be able to provide those products and services that make it easier for the traveler to come to the island because that's what they're used to yes all. precisely yeah but then you know at St. Nina will always have its clerks, Tammy, and you know, and that's, yeah. that's you know, that's, yes, and, and, and you know, that's something um, which is unique, and you know, I'm not here to change that. What I'm here to do is, or what we are here to do is obviously to allow businesses and, and you know, citizens to obviously have an enhanced experience in going forward. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for coming to St. FM. All right, thanks, Tammy. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank, thank you. you.